Coo-coo, everyone. Coo-coo. Welcome to Europhile. My name is Catherine Murray. My name is Kate Walker. Hi, Kate. Hi. How are you doing? Happy Saturday. I'm good. Everything's good. I'm still visiting my parents. Mm-hmm. Nothing's really new, yeah. but we yeah. are, you know, watching spooky things, watching Halloween things. Love. Are you in a trick-or-treater neighborhood? Do the oh, kids yeah. come around? Oh, yeah. Fun. They'll oh, come I around. Love that. I yeah. think they'll come like on actual Halloween. I don't think oh, they'll okay. do it on yeah. a like the weekend, but yeah. Yeah. Um Cute. I know. Cute. What about you? Do you have any Halloween-ish plans? Well, yes. I'm gonna see uh-huh. you next week because I'm flying home to surprise Yay. my dad for his birthday. He has a Halloween uh-huh. birthday. Mm-hmm. And Scorpio season. Yep, Scorpio. Love it. I I have two water sign parents and it's, it's a lot, but it's great. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> I have, <laughs> yeah, I have two earth sign parents and let's just say their love languages, acts of service. Yep. Mm-hmm. Majorly. Oh, my mm-hmm. parents love language. I feel like is unconditional support for my mm-hmm. cra- crazy life decisions sometimes <laughs> and always lend it an ear. That's mm-hmm. in there for. <laughs> yeah. Feeling supportive. That's it. good. Yeah. That's good. But my mom has like a boutique. Well, you know, but listeners don't. She has right. a boutique right. event space. And Kate, you've gone to events there. You mm-hmm. went to a high tea there with your mom, which I is did. so cute. Yeah. We had tea sandwiches. Yeah. Yum. Yeah. Um, but she's doing for my dad's birthday, like um Irish night. So like we have friends who are musicians mm. from Ireland so they're going to be playing and just I will finally have a Guinness because I have been craving it yes. for months yet I haven't just gone out and gotten one <laughs> like I'm acting like it's impossible to find or something uh-huh. but so I'm excited to have that and surprise my dad yay yeah good. I love oh. birthday surprises birthday surprises are the best mm-hmm. and you did get one this year so that yes, was, that was a good one Your yeah christina Christine surprised me i did not see that coming that was mm-hmm. so good yeah mm-hmm. that was very so, yeah. fun nice i saw a post speaking of guinness i oh, saw okay. a post of um this woman <laughs> this week i think she turned like 104 and she's irish and they were like what's oh your God. secret and mm-hmm. she's like a guinness a day and don't get married <laughs> honestly sounds like a pretty good life solid (laughs) advice yeah I believe her not that I necessarily want to live to 104 but like oh hell no a solid (laughs) mid 80s sounds lovely to me yeah same here talk to me when I'm in my mid 80s who knows how I feel then but right now it sounds pretty good I'll be like any day now it's okay (laughs) yeah or or we'll be like we got a lot left in us. We yeah, got lots that's more true. pints of Guinness in our future. That's true. <laughs> I guess I I should think of it that way. Yeah. <laughs> Living with my girlfriends. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. In Mallorca or somewhere, yeah, wherever. In Mallorca, or wherever everyone, on an Golden island. Girls, <gasps> Chicas yes. de Oro in Mallorca. <laughs> oh my God, that's so cute. <laughs> well, um, speaking of Spain... Should yeah. I dive into my topic? Because we're going to Spain today. Can you see? Oh my God. Oh, cute. You're wearing your, what is that? Barcelona? Real Madrid. Oh, Real Madrid. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry to the fans. I can't tell what jersey it is. <laughs> this is not mine, but it's Tom's. Is it your brother's? My brother's I, and I Yeah, it. cute. Because I knew we were going to do Spain today, so. <laughs> All right. So let's go. go to Spain. 
this is the silly fun episode today. All right. We're going to talk we about need it. The, we need it. Yeah, we do. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about the original fuck boy, Don Juan. Gary. <laughs> 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 so let's let's dive into it. So who is he? He is also known as Don Giovanni in Italy, okay. which I just loved. I was like, that's news to me. Okay. So he was a fictional character. He is a fictional character. Mm-hmm. He's a wealthy Spanish keyword libertine. Ding, ding, ding. Does Ooh, anyone else okay. remember that word from our Mar- Marquis, Marquis de, Sade de Sade episode? Yeah. Yes. So this man Taking does what liberties he wants. Yeah. With the word yes. libertine. Yep. And he basically devotes his life to seducing women. Okay. So, there are worse things that you could do, I suppose. So, I mean, he. Oh, okay. Okay. I don't know anything about this man. So, so, so me neither. So, I was like, of course, like, you know, you call someone a Don Juan who's like a player or something like that. Mm-hmm. And like, that's all I really know. I don't know the story. So, before right. I'm going to tell you the story okay. before getting into it, we're going to do some background. Okay. Famous versions of the story include Dom Juan by Moliere from 1665. There's also an opera from 1787 called Don Giovanni with music Mm. by Mozart, which was Mm. news to me. And then (laughs) I was Uh like, what? Like Mozart? Like you don't, all these things in history like intertwine and that, you know. We also have Don Juan, a satirical epic poem by Lord Byron. Mm-hmm. We have, you, you know, who was obsessed with Don Juan? Our girl, Jane Austen. Oh, really? She saw a play and her review, and I quote, I have seen nobody on the stage who has been a more interesting character than that compound of cruelty and lust. So she that shows it. up in her, mm-hmm. in her work too. Totally. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mr. Wickham, anyone? Mr. Wickham. Mr. Also, during the 1918 flu epidemic in Spain, the figure of Don Juan served as like a metaphor for the flu microbe because, you know, he gets around. Oh. So they're in more modern. (laughs) It's pretty genius. Very clever. (laughs) In more modern times, we have some movies. We have The Adventures of Don Juan starring Errol Flynn from 1948. Yes, and yes. I have plays... seen like clips of this. Yes, in his yeah. little outfits, you know, yeah. like I, I remember the tights. Mm-hmm. But um, in this version, Don Juan is a swashbuckling lover of women who fights against the forces of evil, mm-hmm. which is a liberty from this original story, which you'll okay. see here. Okay. And then we have, this is, I have never heard of this. It's called a movie called Don Juan or if Don Juan were a woman from 1973. It was the French Italian <gasps> co-production I know starring Brigitte Bardot. Yep. Mm-hmm. I was like, seen what it. the hell? You I mean, have... I haven't seen, I haven't seen the oh. movie. I've seen like the, the poster I, and it's like, I need to you know, see available it. on Hulu or something. Yeah. Oh my God. Fun. So she plays like a female version of Don Juan. Like, love it. Hot. I, I want to see that. I feel like I always was like, I want to see it, but I want to see Don Juan first or like, yeah. you know, to get the yeah. context. Well, you'll hear the story today and then you can watch it okay. because okay. like, if you were to watch the Errol Flynn version, like that cannot be accurate, Not, okay. you know? However, it all started with a play called The Trickster of Sevilla and the Stone Guest, which is in Spanish, El Bulador de Sevilla y Convidado de Piedra. 
Mm. And it's written by a Roman Catholic monk named Terso de Molina, written in okay. 1630. Monk. Okay. So yeah. So you already know that there's going to be metaphors for like evil Spinning. and like what happens to sinners. Yeah. Okay. Because this is like, you know, the moral of the story is don't sin or you're going to hell, basically. Okay. In Molina's version, Don Juan is portrayed like he's an he's a cad, he's a rake, he's an evil mm, man who okay. seduces women thanks to his ability to like manipulate his image and language. In history, this is a very demonic attribute because the devil is like a shapeshifter. Interesting, interesting. Of course, you know, Molino being the Roman Catholic monk that he is, he feels that young people were throwing their lives away because he was like, young people think that if they do an act of contrition before they die, which is just like a, a prayer that says, forgive me for my sins, right. mm-hmm. they'll go to heaven. Isn't that how it works? If you really mean it, if you're really sorry. He doesn't feel <laughs> that way. So he thinks that there That's are- That's an interesting- I know. A very know. interesting way of thinking yeah. about that. Yeah. Yeah. No, seriously. But he, so he Balance doesn't feel that way. But okay. <laughs> And he's like, there is a penalty for sinning and there are unforgivable sins. And you'll hear in the story, Don Juan has to pay. And oh, he will pay. So in Spain, the most popular version, surprisingly, isn't this one. However, it's written by Jose Zoria from 1844 and it's called Don Juan Tenorio. And in this version, Don Juan repents and gains salvation. But we're not going to talk about that one because Molina's is much more fun. Okay. So before we get into the into the story, there's a saying that Don Juan lives by to give you a taste of who he is as a person. Okay. It's tan largo melos face, which means what a long term you are giving me. So that's his way of being mm-hmm. like, I'm young. I can do what I want. Death is still far away. Like I have plenty of time to repent for my sins later. Okay. But does he have plenty of time? Let's find out. Okay. <laughs> okay. So let's get into the story. I am at the edge of my seat. <laughs> <laughs> so act one, the play begins in Naples with Don Juan and Duchess Isabella, who are alone in her palace bedroom, and they have just enjoyed a night of lovemaking. Okay. However, when Isabella goes to turn on an oil lamp, she realizes that it is not her lover, the Duke Octavio, <gasps> and she screams for help. How do you not know? <laughs> I know. The thing um, is, you must. The smell of someone? You like, know alone. what? This literally just made me think of when Blair sleeps, is <laughs> hooking up with Chuck, but she thinks it's her fiance, <laughs> and then he stumbles on them. Wow. Wow, I want to rewatch Gossip, oh, Gossip Girl. Girl. That was fun. <laughs> Don Pedro comes and he is Don Juan's uncle. And he comes to arrest okay. this offender. Okay. But Don Juan, you know, he's a little bit in disguise. He reveals to him, his uncle that it's him. Mm-hmm. And Don Pedro helps him es- make an escape just in time. And he gets on a boat to Spain. So okay. bear with me. There are several characters. I'm going to make it as easy for everyone as okay. possible. Okay. Don Pedro then tells the king that the unknown man was Duke Octavio. So (gasps) they're lying here. Yeah. Damn. Okay. And. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, just wait. That was a genuine reaction. (laughs) (laughs) So the king orders Octavio and Isabella to be married at once. 
but both of them to be held in prison during the wedding because like this time oh, you know okay. you're having okay. you're ha- having sex with someone like you have got to get married like boom right. that's it right yeah especially people of like a higher class like you know mm-hmm. that's just you're you're mm-hmm. forced to be married mm-hmm. oh i'm watching downton abbey the first season <laughs> and that <laughs> okay. happens with the turkish diplomat and mary yes <gasps> what a crazy was a crazy story around town around i London. love that one i know that time mm-hmm. okay so cut to octavio at home he doesn't know what's going on he is talking about his love for isabella his true genuine love for her mm-hmm. and in comes don pedro to arrest him saying you know you violated her you're going to prison and you're going to marry her Mm-hmm. Octavio is like, obviously, I didn't do this. And so now he thinks that she has been unfaithful to him. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, I'm not marrying this unfaithful <gasps> woman. So he also flees. So she's, she's screwed. Yes. Well, we'll come back. We'll come around. Okay. <laughs> Cut okay. to the seaside town in Spain called Tarragona. Um, a peasant girl named Tisbe happens to find Don Juan and his servant, Catalinon, mm-hmm. apparently, like, washed up from a, a shipwreck. So she, yeah, it's so dramatic. I love she it. She revives Don Juan. He wakes up and starts, you know, declaring his love for her. Classic. He just loves everyone, whatever, this poor girl. Yeah. So she takes them back to her house and, like, nurses them back to health, mends his clothes, whatever. Sounds like Tristan and he's old. Yeah, seriously, like mm-hmm. so outrageous. Mm-hmm. And like, I love that like they just survived a shipwreck and we don't even know anything about it. They're like, mm-hmm. that's this just happened. Mm-hmm. Cut to Sevilla, and the king is speaking to a nobleman and military commander, Don Gonzalo, and he is arranging a marriage between Don Juan because let's remember Don Juan is of the upper classes. He's in like right. nobility. Okay. Oh, very convenient. Uh huh. Yeah, I know. That's the uh-huh. only reason he can do whatever he wants, basically. <laughs> so Don Gonzalo and the king are like, let's have Don Juan marry the, my daughter, Doña Ana. Mm-hmm. And Gonzalo likes this idea and goes back to discuss it with his daughter, Ana. Mm-hmm. Back at the seashore, we have Don Juan and Catalinon. They are fleeing. Because they want to get back to Sevilla, and he Don Juan by now has already seduced poor Tisbe. Okay, and like of course, Catalinon tries to like scold him, being like, you know, you can't do this, you're cruel, mm-hmm. whatever. And Don Juan is like, you know, this isn't my first seduction. I have a medical con- condition in which I must seduce. Like he doesn't give a fuck, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> he's been doing this for a long time. Yeah, and Tisbe catches up with them. And Don Juan is like, I can't marry you. Leave me alone, whatever. Okay. She is very overcome with grief and anger. And she starts screaming, fuego, fuego. Meaning she's like, you know, burning with hate and desire for revenge. I'm going to start using that. Fuego. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sounds good. Sounds right. Like (laughs) perfect use of the word. So, and she is so overcome with shame that she flings herself into the ocean. Oh, God. Okay. Yes. So we, oh, Don Juan, okay? Mm-hmm. Act two. In Sevilla, Don Diego, Don Juan's father, tells the king, Octavio did not seduce Isabella. My son did. And here's a, a letter proving it to you. Ooh, okay. He's turning in his own son. 
very weird, but whatever, regardless, you know, they had to find out somehow. Mm-hmm. And that's the, the monk did- being like, he he's doing what's right, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so the king declares Don Juan banished from Sevilla and retracts his plans to have him marry Dona Ana. So whew, okay. she's free okay, for now. Good. Oh. <laughs> Just then Octavio arrives and is begging for the keys, king's forgiveness that he fled. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm sorry. You know, I, I'm an innocent man. I didn't do this. The king obviously now believes him because he knows the truth. And he invites him to stay as a guest in the palace. Right. So Don Juan and Catalinon arrive in Sevilla, unbeknownst to the king. And obviously Don Juan does not know that he's been banished. Mm -hmm. And they are talking to another womanizer, his friend, the Marquis de la Mota. The Marquis confesses, however, he's like, I found love. I'm in love with a girl named Doña Ana. And Don Juan knows of this girl. And like, little does he know they're supposed to get married, but like he knows Uh her. Mm-hmm. and de la mota is like oh but she's gonna marry someone else like i'm so sad and he he says that he's gonna go off to visit anna but and don juan knows that anna's a babe and he sends catalinon to follow um de la mota in secret so it's like he, this man is always scheming he's, like he's scheme, always like yeah who is this next girl he's that i can get with evil yeah, mm-hmm. it's like, and and he really makes it hard for himself. Yeah, a servant of Anna saw De La Mota and Don Juan talking earlier. Now, then, like De La Mota goes off and she can't find him, so she's like, "Hey, Don Juan, can you give this letter to De La Mota from Anna for me?" Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Sure." He's scheming though. Mm-hmm. So he opens the, the note, obviously, and in it. Anna says, you know, come to my house, Mota, at 11 o'clock sharp tonight. Mm-hmm. It'll be their, our only chance to ever be together because mm-hmm. they, she still thinks that she's going to be marrying someone else. Mm-hmm. And oh <laughs> okay. Mota comes back to Don Juan thinking, obviously, they're friends. And he's like, Anna wasn't at home. I couldn't find her. And Don Juan obviously has cooked up this plan. He's like, oh, I got a note from her, her ladies made saying to come to the house at midnight mm-hmm. he's lying it really said 11 mm-hmm. and then he makes <gasps> some excuse to get oh my God. Um, to borrow moda's cape so this will come into play later okay that night at don gonzalo's home anna is heard screaming that someone has dishonored her and her father rushes in with his sword drawn don juan gets his own sword out they fight and he kills Don Gonzalo. Oh my gosh. And with Don Gonzalo's last dying breath, he swears to haunt Don Juan. So this is going to come back later. Okay. And honestly, yeah, we get supernatural here. Honestly, not undeserving. Oh yeah, I know. Oh, he'll get what's coming to him. Okay. Don't you worry. So little Don haunt. Juan. Mm-hmm. Little yeah. haunting. He's like, makes a promise. <laughs> I'm going to haunt you, bitch. <laughs> I would I would do that. I would say that if I was <laughs> yes, that happened yeah. to me. <laughs> Seriously. I cursed the day you were, you were born. <laughs> so Don Juan leaves the house in time to find Moda and gives him his cape back. And Moda is immediately seen wearing the same cloak as the man who murdered Don Gonzalo and is arrested. Don Juan is an evil genius. He's, He's a genius. Genius. Not the good kind. Not the good kind at all. 
remember remember our girl Isabella? Okay. So Isabella and a servant Fabio are traveling looking for Don Juan because she's been instructed to marry him. Why she is out looking for him is beyond me, but whatever. <laughs> okay. I guess you know she's like Flat. you it's gotta you, go somewhere. You've ruined me. I gotta find you and Nikki, my husband, because I'm uh-huh. a ruined woman. Okay. She obviously is still upset about this arrangement and still loves Octavio. Yeah. yeah. And while she's traveling, she, who does she happen upon? Tisbe. Tisbe's <gasps> suicide attempt was unsuccessful. Whoa. Thank goodness. Okay. Yeah. Good. Lost. Yeah. Good. Are they going to s- combine forces? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. The girlies are okay. coming together. So okay. Isabella asks Tisbe, you know, why are you so sad? Mm-hmm. And she tells her the story of a man named Don Juan and how he seduced her. So Isabella like, is like, fuck yeah, like, let's go. We're going to the king. We're going to yeah. go talk to the king. Okay. So Don Juan and Catalinon are passing by a churchyard and they see the tomb of Don Gonzalo. And Don Juan jokingly invites the statue like of Don Gonzalo mm-hmm. to come have dinner with him and laughs about how the hauntings that were promised and like the vengeance has not come for him yet. Mm-hmm. You know, what a joke. Okay. And he sits down for dinner at his home and his servants become frightened and run away. And Ooh. Don Juan sends Catalino outside to investigate and he okay. returns horrified, followed by the ghost of Gonzalo in the form of the statue on his tomb. Oh, so it's okay. this like creep. Imagining it like in the 1630s as a play, you know, yeah, I just yeah, like yeah. love thinking about what uh-huh. it could look like. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. And... <laughs> He, Don Juan is obviously very frightened, but he tries to play cool and he uh-huh. invites him to come and sit and dine with him while his servants are like freaking out in the room. Mm-hmm. Gonzalo says, no, let's go eat in the churchyard. And Don okay. Juan agrees. So off they go. Spooky. And yeah, spook- times to get spooky. Mm-hmm. Don Gonzalo's ghost statue sets out a table on the marble slab of his tomb. And he serves a meal of vipers and scorpions. Okay. So, you know, it's getting creepy. Mm-hmm. And Don Juan bravely eats this. Like, okay. ew, ew, The meal gross. he deserves, honestly. Yeah, seriously. Uh-huh. Okay, here we go. At the end of the meal, Gonzalo grabs Don Juan by the wrist and strikes him dead. So he's Whoa. gone. And in a clap of thunder... The ghost, the tomb, and Don Juan disappear, leaving only Catalinon, who rightfully runs away in terror. So, he's got got. Okay. He is gone. Is that it? No, no. Okay. I mean, it, it's going to be a happy like, ending. But, okay. like, so, obviously, you know, he didn't repent for his sins. Right. Like, he so he's is going off. Somewhere hot. He's off to hail. He's rotten in hail. <laughs> And at the castle now, every single character who's ever been wronged by Don Juan is complaining to the king. And Catalinon runs <laughs> in like and announces out the door. Like yeah, seriously, yeah. <laughs> Catalinon runs in and announces that he was just killed by the ghost of Don Gonzalo. <laughs> All the women who are now tied to him oh, are set God. free. Goodbye. Mota can My marry reputation Anna. is still ruined, but thanks. Yes. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, they're now like widows. Like even though they weren't married, they're kind of seen as like widows because yeah. like this guy that they were going to marry dies. So it's not their yes. fault. Yeah, yeah. Moda can marry Anna. 
Octavio okay. Bay, Isabella in Tisbe is a free agent to marry whomever she chooses. Okay. And again, Don Juan, Rots in Hell, the end. <laughs> oh, yep, that's it. Okay, I do like a tidy ending. Yes. So, like, thank you to our Roman Catholic monk for doing that to us. And like, yeah, obviously you have your 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 Catholic agenda, whatever. What I prefer that story. I, I give know. me a ghost whisking away. Yeah, that's fun. Someone who it is very fun deserves it. Yeah, very mm-hmm. fun. The last thing I want to touch on is nothing to do with Don Juan really at all, but it's interesting. So people like to say that Don Juan was based off of a real person. And this doesn't make sense because the play was written in 1630 when this person would have been three years old. Mm-hmm. So the, the overlap isn't right, but this real man mm. was a player. And we're going to talk okay. about him quick. So okay. he was also Spanish. His name was Miguel Minara Vicentello de Leca. I hope mm-hmm. I'm pronouncing that right. And he was born March 3rd, 1627. Oh, he's a Pisces. Yeah, a little Pisces man. Toxic Pisces, Pisces man. man. Yeah. And he was a Spanish nobleman known for his lavish parties and lifestyle. And he was a player mm-hmm. until his wife died in 1661. You know, he goes through a personal crisis he found God and repented and founded a hospital for those in need called the Hospital de la Caridad okay. in Sevilla. Good. And he was very involved in charitable work. However, okay. <laughs> he did keep a diary of how many women he slept with. We have 1,003 Spanish ladies, 640 okay. Italian <gasps> ladies, 231 German ladies, 100 French ladies, and 91 Turkish ladies. With a total? 2,065 women. And this man died when he was 52. You're telling me that man doesn't have an STD. I was thinking that same thing. I was like, how? Look, he died when he was 52. Was it of VD? <laughs> Let's assume. One could only assume. And before that, obviously, he he repented and became religious. So it's not like he was sleeping with those people until his, the, whole his death. Yes. Yeah. Imagine Anyway, that's a story. That is wild. I know. I love that story. And by the way, research from this particular section on this man was found largely via TikTok. So take that with a grain of salt. Okay. But don't know where those TikTok people got this list of numbers, but I just thought it was very fun. That's fun. Yeah. 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 So that's the story of Don Juan in a real life Don Juan. (laughs) Wild. That's very fun. I didn't know his story. Obviously, it's a fun reference. I know like the context of yes, you know of to course. call someone a Don Juan yes but and and I feel like the context is almost different now because knowing what I know now from this story like a Don mm-hmm. Juan can just to me seems like a smooth guy that doesn't necessarily yeah. mean like a player or like a seducer of women so I feel like over time the definition has kind of changed too because we don't know this story but now right. we know like a, a true Don Juan is like a a, a yeah. rake a seducer a yeah. Player. Fuck boy. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to bring it back into the 21st century. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, thank you. That was very interesting. Yeah. Yes. Like, it was, it was just that, fun. Like, yeah. fun levity. Mm-hmm. And obviously reminding us that the Catholic Church, they stay reminding you of your mortality. You oh, get yes, in line. they do. Yes. Get in yeah. line. 
Oh, you think you can do an act of contrition before you die and all is good? Yes. Think again. Yes, I do. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I do. Thinking on it if that's what, <laughs> if it really is like after in the afterlife. Like, um, please. can't hurt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I will be doing that probably. So, mm-hmm. yep. Um, I, I, I am pretty not good one... about my life. So, not that I, I know. We're okay. Yeah. I'd say yeah. we're okay. I, this is a complete tangent now. I am not one to pray. You know, I was raised Catholic. I don't identify as that. However, Mm -hmm. I did find myself praying when I was convinced a plane that I was in was going to go down in Lake Michigan once. And I was like, I started praying because I was like, this really can't hurt. That's what you you do. Yeah. I I pray every single time I get into a plane. So it can't hurt. So whatever Mm -hmm. works for you. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So I have a little mini topic today and conveniently... It's about something I wear every day. It's this necklace. Oh, yes. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. You know Katie. I wear this necklace. This is the second um, little pendant I have. I wanted to talk about Damascene jewelry. And yes. Okay. So I have had a Damascene necklace um, probably for like 15 years now. And I got one from my mom when she mm-hmm. went to Spain when she was 15. So, so I wore that. I wore that for like maybe 15 years. And then last summer, I literally, remember this. literally in a mall. I never took it off. Last yeah. summer in a Malfi, um, you were like, Kate, are you bleeding? And I was like, no, I don't know. I haven't touched anything. I just was in water. Apparently it was like oxidizing and like, you know, kind of bleeding rusting or rusting. something. Yeah. It it wasn't the actual um necklace it was like the little inlay but we'll we'll talk about that so um what is damascene jewelry um damascene jewelry is unique because it's the technique of damascening okay Mm -hmm. so it's the art of inlaying different metals into one another to sort of like make one homogenous thing Uh, okay um so it's typically gold or silver and then they are fused into a darkly oxidized steel background you can use tin like this is probably Mm -hmm. tin like it's not that expensive you know it's not that nice but um originally it's steel and they produce like intricate patterns within the steel and then inlay the metal so demosine is the technique originally from Damascus in Syria. Oh. So obviously it's, you know, spread over different cultures over time. Like Japan has a really big Damascene mm. culture. You can see like, you know, the fans and birds and like yes. in, and Japanese architecture within this technique and jewelry. And it's also used for Pretty. like home decor and, you know, art. Yeah. And in true ancient tradition there are remains of damascene pieces from over 1500 years ago so how did we how did we get this from syria to toledo toledo is Mm. the capital of damascene jewelry today and so when the moors subjugated toledo in the 8th century they brought obviously culture with them their Mm -hmm. artisans their traditions And after the Christian reconquest in 1085, Toledo became the capital of Spain and obviously a major, still a major center of Arab, Jewish, and Christian coexistence. Hmm. And from that time, 
Toledo became the biggest manufacturer of Damascene in the world. It sort of mimics like the traditional Arab modeling where it's like this Renaissance style, like floral motifs, like animals. Mm-hmm. Like I had one with a bird on it, mm-hmm. um, oh, lands- right. landscapes, buildings. So like I said, it is uh, making two things come together in one homogenous like piece of art, piece of jewelry. Mm-hmm. And so it starts with um, a soft iron base that is treated chemically with nitric acid. And it sort of makes it a little, the steel a little porous. So, and then that's its first like, you know, making it porous to make the inlay, to engrave, to do right. the inlay. So Arabs only use silver for their Damascene work because religion prohibits like secular use of gold. I find that very interesting because all of the Spanish Damascene jewelry uses gold. Yeah. They they might use silver and gold, but it's never just silver. Another thing that I thought was very interesting and makes me laugh is that the Spanish themselves rarely purchase Damascene work for personal use. So they say that foreigners constitute almost the entire whoa like buying for Damascene and it's there is a quote that says you'll never find a Spanish woman wearing Damascene jewelry not even dead. Whoa, why? <laughs> and they're known for it. Like it stems from Toledo. That is so interesting. I don't know. It just is not huh. a thing, I guess. Tourists I mean, this that's from that a, a New York Times article. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. Correct me if you're if I'm wrong. But maybe um, it's just out of fashion. It's like not yeah, I don't popular. Really know. Or maybe it's more like for home decoration or something. Oh, versus maybe. jewelry. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So for centuries, the art of Damascene in Toledo was passed from generation to generation within the same family. Keeping with traditional designs, they rarely changed. And recently, artisans have been coming from more diverse backgrounds. So there's more creative yeah. like liberties taken with designs. And obviously, they train young people in the art of demoscening steel. And it takes 10 years of apprenticeship before you can become wow. a master craftsman. Wow, so, that's yeah. crazy. 10 that years. Is, you have to really love is, it. I know. Yeah, I know. Cause it, it's kind of wild because my brother is a jeweler. Like he makes jewelry right? Yeah, and he did it pretty quickly, like within a year. And obviously he did like a, an apprenticeship or whatever, but yeah, yeah he like, it's not the same thing obviously, yeah. but yeah. yeah, it is interesting. interesting. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's so interesting to me because it's like, here is this old practice of making something. You have to learn how to make it for 10 years, but then no locals are going to buy it from you. (laughs) It's just relying on tourism. It's wild. Yeah. 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 I happily buy some. Oh, me too. I have two pairs of Damascene earrings and they're clip-ons. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So they're, they're vintage. They're so uncomfortable. Did you, how did did you find them on Etsy or like, where do you shop? I think I got one on Etsy and then I think I got one maybe at an estate sale or a thrifting or something. Honestly, it was, it's, I've had them for so long that I can't remember, Yeah, but I hate clip-ons. I hate clip-ons so much. Yeah. But it's like, I'll, I'll just deal with it because I love them so much. Yeah. Pretty. (laughs) I want to see those. Well, yeah. I love that. Yeah, like that uh, is so synonymous with you as a person. I to know. Me, like it, that necklace. I know. I know. It's always on. So I usually know. you have to remove it for the pod because it jingles too much. But it's well, that was my there. old one. 
Oh, right, right. Yeah, this is the new one that it doesn't really make that much noise anymore. Yeah, yeah. But I really oh. used to jingle like a cow. Like you really could <laughs> know where I was around the house. <laughs> yeah. Oh, cute. Oh, I love that. Thank you. Yeah. Do you have a recommendation for me? Oh, it's a new one. It's a new one to me. Oh, and okay. I'm pissed I never heard of it before. It's a series called World on Fire. Oh my God, yes. Okay. I shared it to our stories the other day. It is stacked. Okay. Production value is high. Wow. This How is did BB- I miss this the first season? Is my question. I've never heard of it. Me neither. We're, we're all recently. our friends. I'm side eyeing yeah. everyone. Yeah. And it's Prince Prince Eric is in it. I forget his uh, name. Say um, no more. Helen Hunt. Um oh. it it is quite stacked. And it is the like like I said, the production value is so, so good. Wow. Like Mrs. Harris is in it. I don't <gasps> know that woman's name, but she's oh, in it. Leslie something. Leslie, Leslie something. Something and she's a star. <laughs> you know what else she is in? Phantom Thread. <laughs> Oh my God, she's the sister. My obsession film. Your real obsession film. That's so true. Oh my God. That okay. So you, well, we can go on a Phantom Thread tangent if we like. I watched it for the first time. I had been listening to the soundtrack. That soundtrack mm-hmm. is so incredible, elite, elite. Incredible. And I love when. Okay, so this might be a choice that not everyone loves, but I do love when there's a song or you know a composition um that is repeated throughout the movie so like they might change it a little bit depending on the scene but essentially it's the same song yeah it's like phantom thread one phantom thread two phantom thread three or something and unlike the score yeah and i will listen to them all i love it i don't know who made that composition but it's I re- johnny johnny it's like greenwood or something like that oh you're right yeah. you're right you're yeah or it's like woodstock or something right the house of Wood- house of woodcock, oh, woodcock. is my that's favorite song. song okay that is okay. my yes. Yes, over yes. and over and over <laughs> i bet that's gonna be my top song of, of this year i, I really? bet <laughs> oh my god i bet yes. i bet if this like past these past two months have been you know me just putting a song on repeat is Linger by the Cranberries. <laughs> <laughs> That's also a good one. Oh my God, wait. I, I was at a party. I told you this already, but it was so cute. I was at a party a couple of weeks ago. And of course I brought up Phantom Thread because what else do I have to think about or talk about lately? And this guy was like, I, I think I could play that on piano. And he listened to House of Woodcock for like 30 seconds. And then he he played it on piano and I cried. <laughs> That is sick. It was that so is beautiful sick and twisted. It was yeah. How it was so sick. People have that much talent, and I have literally nothing. I mean, and they are a lick so of it, creative. Anything. I know, and just wow. It was so beautiful. He just whipped that out, and then I cried. Wow, life is so wonderful sometimes when I know that that kind of stuff happens i know what, yeah so what about you <laughs> oh okay my my recommendation is wait it's it's hair related and i'm gonna smell my hair to see if it still smells like this product okay mm, it does okay okay so <laughs> i'm recommending the christoph roban delicate volume conditioner and it is a, a french 
brand. That's not cheap. And no, it's not. But mm-hmm. I, I only wash my hair, you know, twice a week, twice a week. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know, this conditioner is going to last me for a while. And I didn't get the conditioner. I only got the conditioner because I didn't, I bought some other shampoo, but now I'm like, great. Mm-hmm. Well, now I need the shampoo too. For anyone with thin hair, use this because it's so delicate and light, but it's, my hair is so soft and it smells like roses. It smells ex- expensive. I mean, it is expensive mm. and it smells expensive. And usually I don't like when my hair is like too perfumed. No. But I mean, I'm a yeah. rose girl. Yeah, me too. I, like I'm, I have like five rose perfume samples. I've been spraying them on myself every day. I have rose in my hair now. Mm, it's, mm-hmm. it's really nice. And like, even days later, like if I have my hair up and I bring it down, like I smell it and oh God, it's just mm. so nice. It's very luxurious. Good. I highly recommend. Yeah. It's right. really nice. Yeah. Wow. Bougie. Luxurious. Bougie. Yep. That's me. <laughs> Should I finish with the word of the day? Please. Okay. So my word of the day is mono. And mono means monkey, obviously, in, oh, in um, Spanish. But if you say que mono, it means how cute. How oh, cute. You can mono. say mi camisa is mono or whatever. You can say yeah. your shirt is cute. Your la cara is mono. Ma- mona? That is I don't so know. cute. Yeah. Yeah. I always wondered how to say that because like. Well, that's slang. Oh, Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because I I feel like I've tried to like speak Spanish and say that that something was cute that before. Is you know, Spanish though. Like if you would go to Latin America, like that is not a thing. You would say oh, like chulo okay. or like. Oh okay. Wow. You I know, love you what for this. Something else. Tio. Kimono. Something else. Yeah. So cute. I love that. Kimono. Yeah. Okay. Kimono. <laughs> thank you. Kimona. <laughs> And thank you everyone for tuning in. And once again, follow us on Instagram, follow us on TikTok at Eurofile underscore. We love your support. We're so grateful. Mm-hmm. And we'll catch you next time. Adios. Adios. Ciao. <laughs>